Hello and welcome to F1 Incidents Podcast. I'm Anna. I'm Lauren. I'm Ilona. I'm Yara. I'm Karina. I'm Madalena. We decided to start this podcast because we are fans of Formula One and even though we only met around two, three weeks ago, we decided that a podcast would be a lovely way to start this one. Yeah. Um, first thing I think we should start with is the Ferrari strategies. Um, what's going on with that? Uh, no one knows. I don't know what they're doing. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> they literally need some new strategist and I will get that job. I will. Me too, honestly. I feel like a three-year-old could make a better job at this point because it could be 40 degrees outside and those men will look at the fucking thingy and go, you know what would be great? Wet tyres. This is how we're going to win this Grand Prix. Wet tyres on 40 degree weather. (laughs) I don't know exactly what's going on. I don't even know at this point who decided to hire them, but they they need to go. They really do. In the family picture, the family picture. Oh my god, yeah. No, that that was too much. At some point, I feel like they just got kidnapped by Ferrari and then (laughs) they just kind of fell in love with it and they they can't see the what we see, which is disaster every week. It is, it really is. Also, can we talk about Mattia saying there's nothing wrong with their strategy and their car? Like, it's, it's getting delusional. What is wrong with that team? He needs to go. Fast. The strategy, we already covered. The car, I feel like, if it's hot, the engine will explode. If it's cold, the car will malfunction in some way as well. Absolutely broke my heart to see Carlos engine blow up and that man literally almost walked into the track he was that depressed bless him yeah that's really broke my heart he was so sad i feel like and dangerous trying to walk on track and the marshal stopping him is literally all ferrari's ferrari fans mode (laughs) this season facts true It it, it was really sad he, he looked so sad, and then Charles screaming, traumatizing. Oh, that was. Oh no. That three. It's gonna help me forever. Same. Same. It was the breathing before it, and then the scream was a bit. I was like, "What is going on?" And then the fact that he locked himself in his driver room and was like, "Yeah, I'm not coming out, babes." Um, and in his apartment later. It's so sad. So sad. The good news is... almost made me cry. Yeah. On good news is... Carlos did get his first win. Can we talk about that? I was there. And George. George and Paul. George and Paul. I'm so happy for Carlos finally getting his first win. I mean... It's been a Something long time. Something we have to talk about Carlos' first win is what the hell was going on with Ferrari and why was no one celebrating with Carlos? I know. For real. Even the McLaren guys were, were there. And that was wasn't. so sweet. He makes me want to cry. I think you should go back to McLaren. So. That was so sweet. The McLaren guy just there, like so happy, and then like th- like four or five of Ferrari. He, I was just, I can't. It was so sad. Bless it. But he was so happy. From McLaren, I didn't know who it was. No, no idea. I don't know if someone saw it, but I didn't. No. Like I know they fucked up with Charles, but Carlos did deserve a win. Celebration from his whole team. Yes, not those uh, four people who were standing there. 
Also, one of the babies got his first point. Mick, and oh. first he was so happy. So happy. And anyone seeing Mick do well? So happy. I love this room. Have you seen the video when they are like, oh, you've just won driver of the day? He's like, oh, <laughs> it's so cute. It makes me want to go. Yeah, it was really cute. He deserves it. I literally get, I keep getting like videos of Mick and his father on TikTok, and it's just, I can't, every single time it makes me cry, and it makes me so happy to see him doing well. Um, as well as his sister. Oh, spraying the champagne for them. That was so cute. Uh, other topic relating to Mick. Let's talk about Zep making an Instagram. Oh, and it was a bit of a confusing not talk about it. It's a bit of a confusing thing. Do we need to? Do we all want to cry? No. <laughs> I mean, we no. do not want to, but I feel like we have to talk about it because it's definitely a big topic during silly season. I did a lot of crying over that. Same. Remember how happy we got when we saw that Seb made the Instagram? We were like, oh my god, this is so exciting. And literally the I day after. I didn't post about his bees. He didn't post Same. about bees. I was so happy I was 900 followers and I was oh my god and then the video came up and i cried my eyes out i remember we went crazy on the group chat and suddenly the next day i was minding my business and suddenly i was hit with that video like it was so like dramatic as well i was like yeah i still have ptsd from it see when he came like hello i was like oh god this can't be good Oh no. This is not about bees. This is not about bees. It was in black and white. Also, I know I was the one who said no sidetracking, but I'm going to sidetrack you a little bit because I found out what Plus 44 is. What is it? It's a site. Uh, it's like, I think it will be a shop because I found out on Twitter that there is a site and it's plus44.world. And it literally shows you like the lime screen and people think it's going to be a shop, like a merch store or something. Okay, yeah, for context. I saw someone's TikTok, I think, there underneath was new merch coming. I don't know who had it. It was uh, Chico's. Yes, I saw that. But I'm thinking that they're uh, fake accounts from fans and they're like, Let's make accounts similar to Lewis so we get followers, you know? Why does nobody have any other posts apart from Yuki? Yuki's got 22 posts on his. Also, Bye. we should probably give some context to the listeners because if they are not on Instagram, they missed all of this situation. Um, everyone was having a lovely night and suddenly <laughs> we were hit once again by Silly Season with... <laughs> None other than Sir Lewis Hamilton having a new Instagram profile that was private and only following himself. And suddenly, every driver and their mothers started to have the same Instagram situation, only following themselves and with the exact same name, but with their driver number. What is this about? What's the weirdest thing? I have no idea. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced, to be honest. The only one that was not private was Checo's. No, but there was one more. I don't remember whose it was, but it was one more. It's so weird. Because at first I thought it was match. But then I saw someone on TikTok saying that they were scared it was going to be another retirement account. Well, they can't all retire. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because then single driver started popping up and I was like well this can't be a retirement because the whole grid can't retire today I think our team is coming together with this one 
at some point I genuinely thought it was like a fear requi requirement or something. Yeah, but That's for what? Funny. It makes sense know. to be met. Maybe they just want a private Instagram. <laughs> to post whatever they want to post on it. So they can send each other posts. Oh my god. Also. It's for so that they can have an Instagram group chat, bet you. Relating to group chats, I would literally pay to be on the driver's group chat. What is that about? There was so much drama a few months ago because of it. I literally would pay to know what they talk about on it. Yeah, apparently, I the drivers need... have a group chat all together, and when one um, retires or leaves, they actually no, them out of the group I chat. What happened in that group chat after the Monaco after party? That Monaco would... after party, we need to talk about that. Oh, I would pay. <laughs> that would have been Check going to in the water. <laughs> he's like coming down the stairs, like as if he's just came into a new universe. Like genuinely. He had a hangover so bad. He <laughs> <laughs> was probably so there drunk. So many, so, so many. Um, rumours about arguments between couples. There was people saying that Charles and Charlotte were arguing. Um, I think their argument started after the, the Grand Prix, like he left without her. I don't know, but then at that time everyone was saying that they broke up and that Pierre was causing everyone else to argue <laughs> because they wanted them to be single too, which I found okay. quite funny. Pedro's I don't think it's true. I mean, I can't imagine Pedro doing that, so... Pierre looked at them all in it and he, he just decided that if he's single, <laughs> everyone should be single. Do you know what I mean? He said, if I have to go through this, so does everyone else. Well, he, he was rumors about Carlos and Isa. I heard something yeah. about that. Yeah, every Martin single couple... Yeah, Lena Luisa also. Max Kelly, Lena Luisa. And apparently Checo cheated on his wife. Like yes. what? Yeah, yeah that I one. saw the video. He, he, he had his I hand on her way. I think he's just talking in her ear. I don't think he's done anything. Well, I don't want him to have done anything, obviously. I don't think he has. Monaco dropped. I feel like Monaco is such an iconic Grand Prix and that's why I'm so sad they're taking it off the schedule next year. It's not they... Yeah but they're taking a lot of Grand Prix like I saw that the German Grand Prix is confirmed that it's, be it's being taken off. The Power Cup aka the French Grand Prix. Yeah. Spa. They're saying Spa is leaving as well. It's so yeah. sad. It's confirmed. But they can't all four leave. So if the German Grand Prix is removed, one of the others is staying, but I don't know which one. I hope it's the Monaco Grand Prix. Monaco. Yeah. I think the Monaco won't stay because of the whole money situation. And the the Liberty Media thing. Yeah. Which is so sad because I feel like Monaco is definitely the icon in F1, like every single F1 fan would love to go to Monaco when they watch the Grand Prix. So to explain a little bit about the the whole Monaco thing, um, basically since it is an iconic and history Grand Prix, they pay a lot less than the newer circuits like Las Vegas and others. And they're trying to um switch monaco with vegas because vegas pays like 50 million dollars to have a grand prix while monaco pays like 15 and also Mo the monaco grand prix has a french media streaming it which liberty media and f1 do not like because like they focus on french and monegasque drivers and miss important stuff like crashes and overtakes and stuff like that. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just iconic. So I wouldn't understand why they take it away. <laughs> I feel like even if you're not a Formula One fan, when you speak about Formula One, Monaco is one of the first things that comes to mind. Yeah. It's like a tradition. It's really sad that they're taking. Also, I feel like what makes me sad about Spa is Antoine and the whole yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's gone. It's just, I can't. It's so sad to see them taking literally the best Grand Prix out of the list. Yeah. Spa, Beauregard, and Mo- in and Monaco, all three of them are somehow French related. Yeah. Yeah. They hate the French. They think they do. I mean, we've seen it. Um, Gasly, Gasly drives a a trash can. Um, <laughs> Tuna can. <laughs> Leclerc's trunches screw him over every single race, so. It's logical that they hate the French. I think that's and what it is. And then there is Esti Best, who is... He Esti. doesn't care. We just what? have to go. Yeah, I think Esti Besti is just living his best life, honestly. He literally, like, nobody speaks about him, but he's always, like, P6, P7. Just kind of just there, living his life. The only one that surprised me was Latifi topping FB3 in Hungary. That, what was that about? Okay. I was crazy. <laughs> it was the worst. Like he doesn't know. I was like, watching I... and I saw him like on top on the screen and I was like, is this a mistake? I, I mean, literally looked away for two minutes. I came back <laughs> and I was just like, yes, what? me too. I was two minutes. It was like a last minute thing. Even can't. even Leclerc was shocked and like Latifi too. They were like, "What?" I feel like it's so really much tough. happened in that week as well between the French Grand Prix and the Hungarian Grand Prix. So yeah. much happened. The it was whole... a very chaotic week because Seb announced his retirement. Um, Alonso announced his new contract with Aston Martin and the Leclerc crash thing. That broke me, honestly. Something that I saw on TikTok about Seb retiring, because there was, there was loads of videos after it of people being really sad about it. And um, there was loads of comments from the teams about it. And something that was commented on one of the TikToks, Aston Martin said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because you were able to experience him. And I thought that was really special. True. Because it's so true. It is really sad that Seb is living because as much as he's not doing as well as he was before, He's still an icon. True. He really is. True. <laughs> Imagine being Mick and losing another part of your life. Stop, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Mostly sad about the young drivers because Seb was like a father figure to a lot of yeah. them, like Charles and Nick and the others but mostly also, to those two yeah but it's not only Mick losing Seb Lando might be losing Daniel stop stop Lando, stop. Lando lost Carlos and now he's losing Daniel I feel like that man can't get a break like every single time he gets on well with his teammate they take him away is this the crime he hates so he doesn't feel the loss every time it's just so sad. Like in the beginning, I don't feel like Lando and Daniel were that close, but as time passed, they definitely got a lot closer. They seem close. So sad. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Something funny though. 
I found out that Lando wrote a poem for <laughs> McLaren in the beginning of the year. No, we didn't. <laughs> but I have the poem, guys. I do have the poem. Um, Please read it to us. I'm going to read a little bit of it because it's a bit big. But I'll, the first part says, hi, 2020. I came here to win, but this year I didn't. I let Daniel. I saved it for next year, and that's all I'll hint. The teams worked their ass off, and we gave it our all. So be proud of yourself, and remember, stand tall. The, this part was all, was all the wiki, you know, talking about family and how they are family all together. And then the end was what really got me. Oh God. He says, he says, see you all soon. I know you can't wait. The clock is ticking. Don't be late or you're fired, Lando. <laughs> I really expect that ending. <laughs> I was about to cry and then she goes, don't be late or you're fired. <laughs> I was like, it started so well, do you know what I mean? I was like, family, it's a family environment, I'm a Clara and I'm really happy about it. And then suddenly, don't be late or you're fired. Find I mean, babe. if they're family, that's one very, very broken family as well, because I'm never going to forget what Doug Brown did to Daniel. Also, Ferrari posted a picture with um, Mazia, Carlos, and Charles with family photo or something. Yeah, I, was like, I mentioned that. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like the, some of the teams really do put that front up, saying that they're such a, a big family and that they are in love with each other. And then the things they do to the drivers is just not it. Most of like, those families are very unfortunate um, unfortunate i think so wherever <laughs> ferrari and carlos and charles is just a no for me mclaren doing what they're doing to daniel trying to get him off the team a year, a year before his contract ends just doesn't seem right to me also the whole pierre not being able to leave alpha Tori if he wants right it's just what's going on as a law student, I would actually pay to look at all those contracts. I am so, so curious to see the contracts. Yeah. But about contracts, let's talk about Oscar Piastri. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the whole Piastri Williams drama. What's going on now? Wow. First, the Alpine post, like, I was, like, exciting for him, like, yeah, good job, and then I saw... Everyone was so excited to see him come to Formula 1, and then suddenly man was like, yeah, no, that's He not was, happening. like, psych, not today. <laughs> and then and there were um, rumours about him going to McLaren. And Williams. And Williams. And Williams. What is it? I'm genuinely curious to know what happened. Like, did he just go to every team and were like, yeah, I want to stay with you just to be sure he had a contract? Or, like, what what happened? Maybe Why did every team think he was going to there? I feel like that did, did him very dirty because with the whole drama and the three teams wanting him and giving him contract and stuff... He may have like lowered his chances of actually getting a contract, and I feel like mm, the other teams won't want him because of like, yeah, I'll stay with you, and then he goes to talk to another team, which is yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Apparently, he's getting sued by Alpine, which is something that really goes to show that I really think he kind of promised them in a way. He was going to sign with them, Maybe and then last minute. I hope Netflix get into that courtroom though, because that would be very interesting. It would. This season is going to be a great drive to survive season. Some oh, parts I really don't want to look at it again, but 
I hope I think there will be a lot of crying. Like a lot of crying. Yeah. Yeah, but also a lot of drama. <laughs> a lot of drama. On what price though? On what price? I mean, do you think they filmed the whole Monaco situation? I hope so. I hope so. But I don't think That would be so good to watch. Because I literally I feel like everyone was talking about it. So for a week or two after the Monaco Grand Prix. It was just such a mystery, like so many rumors were coming out, but no answers. Okay, but on that note, do you think Charles still has chance to win the championship? I'm praying With for the it. Current strategy, I'm scared no. it's not going to happen. <laughs> With the current strategy, I don't think it's going to happen because if Ferrari looked at the like the season so far and said, yeah, actually, we have made mistakes. There's something we need to get better. And we're working on it. But they didn't. They looked at it and said, we're fantastic. The problem is the drivers. Which pisses me off. But I don't think it's going to get much better, to be honest. I was hoping for yes, but I don't think so. There's nothing more that I would love to see and Charles winning the championship, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I'm still manifesting. There was a photo of Toto and Cheryl going around Twitter, and there was this one meme saying that because like, Cheryl looked very distressed, and people were like, oh, he's asking Toto to give him a Mercedes seat if, like, Lewis retires. I saw that meme too, and they were saying, like, uh, Charles is asking Toto for new strategies from Mercedes. <laughs> and I was like, need to happen. I think I saw that because they sent it to the group chat. Yeah. Yeah. I, at this point, I really hope, like, if Lewis retires, Shower gets his seat because I'm desperate. That would be a big move. But I don't think he will do it because his heart is like beating for Ferrari. True, but Ferrari are unstable. True. I mean, he does seem to have to have fun during summer break. Um, he decided to cosplay a lobster. Um, but apart from that, he seems to have a great summer break. I, we were really scared because uh, he was going to be so depressed because of how the season is going. But he actually seemed to have fun, which I'm really happy about. He seems depressed, like he's already. I think he misses his Ferrari too much. <laughs> yeah, but he could have stayed at home the whole summer break doing nothing. I'm happy he didn't. I'm happy he just went and do did something fun and not stay in his room and cry just like us <laughs> <laughs> but also the flock of charles what? he was oh, living God. his best life i loved it so much i should have watched it <gasps> it was really cute <laughs> It was it was really cute about the Charlotte part as well. Yeah. It was the cutest. Oh my god. It was so cute. <laughs> the drivers in general seem to be having a lot of fun on holiday. To be honest, there was like Charles. Pierre. Pierre. Yeah. What's going on with Pierre? We waited so long for Insta. I actually haven't heard about his like stay in Greece except for like the first days the, the hooker part that went around oh, there and the oh no not that party. rumor again <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it but like it was going around Twitter as well and the party the, the building And then he, he went really quiet, which is not usual for him, but he did go really quiet and we haven't heard he a lot. He didn't even post like photos, which was unusual for him. 
Maybe something is going on. Do you Maybe think? Maybe he's signing a new contract. I hope. Because, like... I think they confirmed he was staying at AlphaTauri. Yeah, I know. Helmut Marko said know, that. But I had that fact. About he him staying at AlphaTauri, I will just... Uh, uh, I'll be like the meme. Eyes closed, don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I really also, don't think he has to leave the Red Bull family. Yeah. Thanks. Also, a lot of drivers went to Spain or Ibiza. They did? Yeah! Like, nice. it's a new vacation place, like... They went to Ibiza from Madeira and Cecil. How do you call it? Sicily, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's like, it. we should go to those places, you know? Well... Yeah, I think we deserve a girls' holiday. I'm on my yeah. own. Our own summer break. I, I would love that. Dang. After this summer break. Lando. Lando seems to be having a lot, have a lot of fun recently. Love that from him. He went He's been very active. He had the quadrant merch drop and then him and the quadrant squad and Luisa went on a vacation. They're in Portugal now. Also, on the Ibiza note, why was everybody wearing white? And why did they look like a cult? It, it did really <laughs> give cult yeah. vibes. Like, not only them, like, F2 drivers went with it like it's a cult. Not that I'm gonna start wearing good. white. I want to be part of that cult. They look great in white, but white at the same time. Also, Jackie is on TikTok now. Yes, he is, and he had his. It was very shocking. Op- uh, not on private, so you could all see his like TikToks. I saw yeah. yeah. everyone was saying. Everyone was saying he had baby fever because all of his videos were about children. Yeah, and the baby goats. <laughs> yeah. It was so cute. But I think his there manager was like, said like... There was one video about like six-month challenge thing. I feel like the videos he was liking were all a bit random. But it was so cute. I'm glad to see he's enjoying his time on TikTok. Also, three videos. I think it's a lot. It is. Well, to be completely honest, I know for sure that there was one interview where he said he doesn't like being on his phone. He doesn't like using his phone. And I feel like because of that, he may not know how social medias work that well. So he probably doesn't know that Whatever he likes, um, basically the videos that show on his for you page are based on what he likes. So man is like liking everything. <laughs> yeah, like Pierre. Yeah, like by Pierre I mean, Gasly. Yeah. Which my merch arrived. Am I getting it? No, I'll get it next year when I go back home. Oh, yeah. Can you not get anyone to ship it to you? Well, I think my, my sister's friend's going back home for, like, holidays or something. And if she if she does, I'll make my, my sister attend it. But if not, I'll just cry. <laughs> I didn't get any merch, to be fair. I got the Ferrari jacket, which I'm so excited to have it. And I got their T-shirt with Gunther's face on it saying we look like a bunch of wankers. <laughs> That's a beautiful one. I absolutely love that. I will be wearing their T-shirt at every single podcast episode from now on. Uh, also, something that their t-shirt I want forever. my roommate to hear while she's here. So, I have, like, the two Ferrari T-shirts, the Ferrari jacket, and 
uh a form the H and M Formula One T-shirt, and I'm taking like sports marketing this semester, so I'll be wearing that Formula One T-shirt on my first day of school to that exact class. I set the tone. Set the tone. Also, that T-shirt literally sold out everywhere. I wanted to buy yeah. it. I couldn't. It sold out literally everywhere. I had someone like someone in the main chat mentioned it being online because I don't have an H&M close by here but they mentioned that it's online and I ran I, I've i never run in my life but I ran upstairs to get my car to order it I don't have any official merch but the hate like I love how there's a lot of brands now coming up with their own Formula One inspired um, clothing, which is nice because I feel like the merch is so expensive these days. It is. If you go to the Ferrari um, website, there's nothing below 100. It's just not accessible for a lot of people. And so it's really nice to see that a lot of brands that we shop on our day-to-day basis like H&M is coming out with um, Formula One stuff. There's also a lot more Etsy shops now with Formula One inspired merch. I like the Etsy merch, but I, I, I was looking about the, the Enjoy Butterfly quote merch. I couldn't find any and I'm so sad because I wanted it. I mean, I did start to enjoy the butterflies. Does that, does it, does that count as merch? Yeah, I, see. I want yeah. the whole quote. Permanent merch, permanent. Permanent merch. I also got <laughs> no regrets, only memories. I feel like that should count as well. And the number three. So there's no doubt that my favorite driver ever is Daniel Ricciardo. You're your own merch. Yeah, which was a lot more expensive than actually buying the merch. But it's okay. <laughs> but it's fine. It's worth it. A lot more painful as well, but it's it's okay. Also, no one told me that there's only one um, no regrets, only memory sound on TikTok, and it's 24 seconds, because I, I edited my my travel TikTok last night, and it came out like 39 seconds, and I wanted to, to put the no regrets, only memory sound, and it was too short, and I was so depressed, and there was no other sound like it, like with that quote. So, you don't make it yourself, the audio. Oh, I'm too late for that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that sound is going viral. Also, with people that are don't know about F1. Yeah. It's good marketing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on TikTok also enjoying the Danny speech about enjoying the butterfly yeah the yeah it went viral for a bit didn't it both sounds are going pretty viral to be honest and they're they're both out of the they're out of f1 talk at this point i love also how the f1 community now Every single time they find a song that could kind of be about the drivers. It's not about the drivers, but if it sounds like it is, it will be now about the drivers. Like that song about Pierre. Yeah. I, I forgot the artist. Who's, who's On the 4th that? of July. Yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> we just claimed that as it is about Pierre Gasly. It's about Pierre Gasly. It's about Pierre Gasly. Most probably it's not. But oh, it's if you ask not. anyone on TikTok, yeah, if you ask anyone on TikTok, they would say it's about Pierre Gasly. Period. I have one um podcast playlist. <laughs> so if anyone wants to get some songs that might be about drivers, uh, check out our Instagram because we have the link for our um playlist there. Also, I've been adding the songs from the AlphaTauri pre-race playlist. And I, I'm going to say this, Pierre has a very 
interesting and a very good style in music. Love that. Do they have the playlists open for everyone? Yeah, the playlist is open for everyone. Also, another thing I think we should mention is Alex Album getting a multi-year contract with Williams. I was so happy about that. I feel like I just love Alex that whole personality. It's making everyone more fun. Yeah. Also, I feel like just like Pierre, he had a hard time with Red Bull, and I'm glad he found his place now. Everyone has a hard time being second driver for Red Bull because they only favor Max. I mean, yeah, it's, no it's like the favorite child. Because like, I I hadn't watched Drive to Survive, but I'm just currently watching it, and I'm on the first season, and I know for a fact Daniel left because of Max. Like, he wanted to get out because they favor Max, and he was like, yeah, I'll. I'll let him like have his his moment, let him grow. I mean, yeah, Daniel at Red Bull was iconic. We can't deny that. But it got to a point where they were definitely favoring Max in a way, and they he just they're still doing it. Yeah, they still do it, and I feel like while Max is at Red Bull, whoever is the second driver won't get the same treatment. But I mean, Daniel they've had a lot of leave. second drivers. They've had Danny, Pierre, Albon, now Checo. Am I missing someone? I think I'm missing someone. Uh, I know Carlos raced against Max in Toro Rosso, but that's not right. Yeah, that was back in Toro Rosso. Oh, you're not missing someone. It's, it's a, a very weird situation because... It's I mean, really... that's a very unfortunate family as well, if we're, if we go back to the family topic. It's a broken I mean, family. Yeah, it is, but Red Bull is going to forever favorite Oh, Matt, we, should and... add, we should add family line to our playlist by Colin Gray. That's a good point. The, the family... The song Family Line by Colin Gray, we should add it to the playlist because it goes, someone who loves you wouldn't do this. Also, now that we're on the topic of Red Bull, Red Bull's team principal, I'm not even going to say his name because it's not worth my time, but he needs to go. If I see that man, I want to say his name, but... uh... (laughs) If I see that man on my screen one more more time, I will lose it. How does that man have so much to say, but nothing to say at the same time? (laughs) I feel like every single white old male in the Red Bull team is is just traumatizing. No. You know what's really funny? The fact that he said that Women don't have a space in F1, yet his team has loads of women working for them. They're making an incredible job. Their head strategist, I think she's a head strategist, is a woman. Yeah, Hannah. I mean, she's been doing a pretty good job, to be honest. She is. Like, how can you say that about them? Like, it's your team. Like, they're doing so well. Yeah, but they're doing wrong. So I think it's a great thing he said it and she they are proving them him him wrong so i think that's a great thing i feel like women in f1 is definitely a controversial topic because men always get mad because f1 is a macho sport and only men know about it and only men really truly care about cars and women only watch it because the drivers are hot um yes yeah because like have you seen their their while driving <laughs> around in circles, the first thing I think about is, oh my god, Charles looks so good in that car. I can't even see it. I'm not gonna be I'm not I'm, personally I'm a bit blind either way. 
So even if I tried to see it, I probably wouldn't. So the last thing I care about, really, their abs. I mean, they're beautiful people, but I still like the cars going around in circles. Like, it's really satisfying to watch. And it doesn't, if there was an ugly guy in it, I would still watch it, you know? Yeah, because I, like... uh, I watch it only for the drivers. But I, <laughs> I scream and cry every single race weekend. And we will give and all of our money to great races. Just to watch the drivers. I will pay 500 euros to just watch drivers. Because they're beautiful. They are, but I'm not paying 500 <laughs> euros for that. It's actually like it, men it actually create sense. such a toxic environment. Not only about the whole women in the sports community, but every single time there's like a problem. It's always men. Like the hate they were giving uh, between Max and Lewis fans. Like it's just it. It's heartbreaking to see that people can't just enjoy the sport and not fight each other in the paddock it's supposed to be a great weekend for everyone involved like there's loads of fans that paid astronomical amounts of money to be there and it's really heartbreaking to see that everyone's attacking each other yeah um, i also saw on the that news, like in austria uh, a lot of women and girls were getting harassed from men like they were just walking around and People were calling them names, like, just enjoy the sport and let people live, like, make it a safe place. Why would you say so? I was about to say I that. It's sad. On a lighter note, since everyone and their mothers are driving for McLaren next year, who do you think? Will actually get the free seat. Oh, that's a difficult one. Because I know for a fact that Lando has a contract until 2025. And even if they didn't, I feel like Lando is for McLaren, while Max is for Red Bull. Yeah, definitely. True. I really hope Daniel stays at McLaren, but on the other hand, he needs another team because they're not appreciating him for how good he is. Honestly, in the beginning when this all came out, I was really sad about Daniel leaving. But I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm like, babe, get the bag and leave. It's just not worth it. Get it 21 million and get out. Yeah, get out. Where do you think you would go? I think I sent you the photo a couple of days ago about Kim try out in Formula E or IndyCar. I'm not sure which one was it, but... Yeah, I would too. still like to see him at Formula One, just at a different team. I feel like if he leaves Formula One, I'll cry. Okay. It will be his best. Losing him as a step in the same season. Also, I'm really scared because people are saying that next season might be Sir Lewis Hamilton's last season. I hope not. That would be, that would be really sad. Imagine losing the three of them back to back. I can't deal with that. I literally can't. No. No. To be fair, they were I saying the like same a... about Danny. They were saying that Danny and Lewis might retire after next year. And it breaks my heart. Same. Like, if that actually happens, I'll be needing a six month summer break to process what's happening. I think we all do. I mean, we were talking uh, that we definitely think that, that there's a need for more younger drivers in the grid, but there's other people that could get off. Like By Alonso. that, I meant Alonso retiring because he's like 42, 41, something like that. Man's a dinosaur uh, in the sport and he wants to stay until his last breath. He'll be buried in a Formula One car. <laughs> he just True. refuses to go. It's How long time. is his contract now? Is time? I don't know. It says multi year. I think it's either two or three years. Yeah, they said multi year. Imagine. 
Hamilton retiring before Alonso. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I think it's going to happen because Fernando is not going anywhere. Also, on the note of retiring, if Danny and Hamilton retire, then probably Checo will retire soon because he's around that age too. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. Checo seems to be happy at Red Bull at the moment. Um, but once again, anyone that is a second driver for Red Bull, I don't think they'll stay too long. I was, I was pretty shocked to see him like sign a new contract with them because like I was expecting him to go to a different team as every other second driver be- before him since Max is like in Red Bull. Yeah, but I mean, he's not doing horribly wrong, and we have to remember that Red Bull is a top team, so a lot of people I don't think he, forget about that. Yeah, I don't think he knows where he needs to go after that. He's already at the at a top team, so where do we need to go? He's doing great over there. He, yeah. I feel he like yeah. to pay for Max, but yeah. I feel like with Red Bull, the second driver will always have to choose between giving up a seat at a top team or just staying but being treated like a second driver and not being prioritised like Max is. But, I mean, I kind of understand why they would prioritise Max. I mean, he's doing great and he is leading for the championship. So I do understand that. He's leading because they prioritise him. like. I know for a fact there were a couple races where Checo was leading and the radio orders were let Max pass. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but the same goes for Charles and Carlos. But do you really think that if they treated Checo the exact same way they treat Max, the exact same results would show? True. That's true, too. So I do understand why they treat Max. The way they do it's sad to see for the second driver yeah but i kind of understand it just in the same way that ferrari has a weird way of showing their love to the drivers i mean they do prioritize charles most of the time but the problem with ferrari is just strategy Facts. and the uh, reliability i feel like ferrari needs a new team and if that did happen, probably better results would start showing. But for now, I actually think um, they they won't win. get a new team. Yeah, they won't get a new team because, like, you see what Matias said. He said there's no problem with the team. Everything's fine. We're doing great. We we want uh one two in Hungary and. I mean, make yeah. it make sense. I feel like everyone can see what's going on apart from actually people at Ferrari. Like, there's not a single fan that is happy with the current situation. Well, actually, someone said they saw Matthias Stans on Twitter. Who was it? Yeah, it was Abby, I think. That shocked me because how can you look at the current Ferrari situation and be like, yeah, the team principal is doing great? Yeah, people are getting delusional. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. People are just crazy. I mean, we can start our own team and have Charles and Carlos, their drivers. Justice for them. I think we I do. Mean, it like a better idea. job. We will do a better job. Yeah. I mean, Kay would be a great strategy. She would. Now we'll scrape those tires. I mean, it's it is That's an important job. I mean, trying to. 
exactly. I feel I will like do it now. Free. I feel like now is a great moment to mention like how our podcast is structured and what our our roles are. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah, I love how we did it, but not for the podcast. We genuinely were like, we need to take over Ferrari. What would our role <laughs> be? And then we just decided to use it as a structure for our lives, really. Our best team principal, Anna. Thank you. No, it was really funny because I feel like I was elected to be team principal. And then from then on, everyone decided, like we just all decided everyone's role. I love it. It's really cute. There was a quiz going on about what driver you would be. I took that quiz and I took it twice. First time <laughs> I got, uh, you know, when you take it twice, just to make sure that's the answer you should get. The first time I got Mick and I already thought, babe, you can't get better than this. I got Mick. I'm a great driver. I'm doing great. And then I took it the second time and I got Sarah Lewis Hamilton. And you know, I love Roscoe. So to me, getting Sarah Lewis Hamilton was not even like, oh my God, I'm a seven time world champion. Is oh my God. <laughs> dog, and that dog is Roscoe. I took, the, I took the quiz two times and I had Carlos. So the time that I did course. like it's meant to be you know <laughs> I took it twice too and both times I got George Russell so it was meant to be too I took it times and both times I think that's true then I mean it's I feel like there was only one driver none of us would like to get and no one got it. So let's draw out of this. That is true. I mean last row, Nicola Flotifi and Alonso, Fernando Alonso, they all give the same energy. Yeah, they kinda of do. Don't put Gotifi in that. Do you know what but I mean? Is, is my is man alone. Okay, she's a little bit better, but like Alonso and Stroh, they they give off major bad vibes. I mean, Alonso is just he has, Alonso. he has a lot of history in F1, and I feel like a lot of fans love him because of that. But currently, I hate that people do not give the same energy for Alonso they give Danny like everyone is so quick to judge Danny for his performance at McLaren at the moment but a lot of the drivers are not driving like they were driving a few years ago True. but only Danny gets that hate at the moment I think this is very controversial and I've said it in the chat I'll say it again but uh, in my opinion, the best thing for Danny is to leave Formula One, no matter how hurtful that is. Um, and he needs to go to a different series where he has an actual chance of of winning. Like I would miss Danny so much. Personally, I do follow F1 and I do see a little bit of F2 and F3. But it's just not the same. Also, Kimi riding for NASCAR. The king is back. I missed him, man. I I saw his stories yesterday. He's, He's having fun. I think he's having fun. I hope he's having fun. He deserves yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about him the other day about the whole, well, this was not F1 related, but the whole Andrew Tate situation <laughs> and how I feel like he's definitely, that man could take Andrew down in two seconds. Definitely. 
I mean, Andrew Tate is banned from Facebook and Instagram since yesterday, so great success. It took a long time. And I feel like that man should also be banned from the paddock forever. Did you see what he said about Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. Exactly. It was like he was literally like, "Oh yeah, I could win, I could win the Grand Prix easily. Like it's just a car. Like I would definitely win." I was like, "Okay, give him the car, but take the halo. If he's so macho, (laughs) why does he need the halo? Just give him the car without the halo and let him drive." I I could never have that much confidence in driving a Formula One car because I've been. Uh, I've went to uh, to karting. I've gone karting, and the amount of times I actually locked up my tires is embarrassing, and I crashed twice. I, so, I don't even drive. Like I am twenty one, and I still refuse to drive because I feel like I would be a danger to society inside a car. <laughs> I think you will do all right, hon. No, I actually don't. You will. I thought the same thing, and I'm doing fine. Aside the fact is that so many people actually look at a Formula One car and think that is so easy. Like there's so no, much that not. goes into it. Exactly, no, there's so much that goes into it. Like you have to be a certain weight, otherwise the car won't perform the same way. I think That's if you're into in an F1 car for like a couple of of rounds, I will break my neck. True. Same. Because of the G-forces, I like. Yeah. I I made my roommate watch Drive to Survive with me, and we were watching like Ash Besties episode, and he goes like he goes to the gym and he's exercising, and my roommate goes, I didn't know they had to be so fit. Like surprise. No, basically, they're like a fifty-year-old fat white guy driving a car around. <laughs> Imagine. Also, I just realized now that you mentioned that, it's funny to see how the men's perspective on women liking F1 is oh my god, the drivers are so hot, but your roommate didn't even know what they looked like physically. Exactly. You have to be so interesting. She, she didn't even know them, and I'm like, we were talking about it the other day, and I'm like, yeah, I I support this one and this one. And she goes, oh, they're very hot. I've never seen them in my life, but they're very hot. And I'm like, I agree with you. Fact. But this shows how we are not watching because they're hot, but just because we like the sport. Also, something that comes into play that there's been a lot of more talking about this topic recently is the female gaze and the male gaze i feel like the male gaze is kind of what andrew tate thinks men should be like and the female gaze is quite literally harry styles yeah (laughs) definitely i would say like my female gaze it's more of a charles leclerc pierre gasly thing but whatever you say I mean, I have been a One Direction fan since I was like 11, 12 years old. Same. Same. Even though I'm younger than you, yeah. I'm not that big of a One Direction fan. I'm more of a Vine McConstant, so... My standard before, like, before Formula One was Cameron Dallas. Jack Gilinski, that's it. But it's funny because I've seen a lot of people saying that they started as being One Direction fans and kind of progressed to Formula One. So a lot of Formula One fans are also One Direction fans, which is really funny to see. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of TikToks about like there was one of them saying like uh one One Direction fans, how is F1 treating you? The same goes goes for like uh, vine houses, like mac counting, and 
our second life and stuff like that. Like, if you have been in a boy band, you're most, uh, you are, I don't know how to, how to say it, but you have a big chance of getting into Formula One because <laughs> it's almost the same structure. I mean, in a way. I used to watch Formula One before I even knew about what before One Direction even existed because my grandpa was a big fan. And if Formula One was on the TV, no one was allowed to get in close proximity of the remote um, until the Grand Prix finished. Which is that now I stand that behavior because I'd be very upset if someone decided to change the channel while I'm watching the race. At that time, was not a big fan. I just wanted to watch my cousins in peace. But <laughs> now I stand that behavior. However, I didn't really get into Formula One until like, I don't know, a year ago, I think. Same. Same story. Well, this was our first episode. Um, we are hoping to release one every week. Yes. Yes. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Perfect. Yay! We did it. <laughs>